Blog Talk Radio. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day. We're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. Get your popcorn ready. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up Hello everyone and welcome once again to a Sunday edition, the first Sunday in November. Can you believe it? It is November 6th, the week 9 in fantasy. Week 9 in fantasy. And I'm telling you, the time is going fast and check this out. Yes, sir. It's all the way up here. I am JT, a.k.a. The Master. And, of course, if you're listening to me right now, this is The Master Plan. The number to call in is 347-637-3220. I'll say that again for those who didn't catch it the first time. 637, excuse me, 347-637-3220. The place to be, if you want to talk to JT, The Master and that would be me. Got a great show in store for you today. Six teams on a buy in fantasy and in, in reality. Six teams that are on a buy. So if you have a, any of these in your lineup, Arizona, Chicago, Cincinnati, Washington, New England, Houston, get them out of your lineup unless you want a big fat zero for that player. They won't be playing week nine in the NFL. And it's quite naturally week nine in fantasy. We're winding down quickly and rapidly to the regular season in fantasy. Most leagues have uh, week 13 as their last week regular season week leading into the playoffs. Uh, some other teams go to week 17, but most leagues go to week 16. Some some have a uh, all have you know if you go to go to week uh, 13 and you got a three week fantasy in fantasy playoffs. I know one league I'm in. They go to week 12. Week 13 starts the fantasy playoffs. Of course. Um, if you go by some some people do, some people don't. If you go by um, standard rules in, in fantasy, in, in, like in ESPN, it's a two week playoff. So so one or two teams has a bye, then the other teams remaining uh, depends on how your league's made up. Play week fourteen, uh, thirteen or fourteen, and then. Um, play 15 and 16 so it's a limited amount of teams that get into the playoffs like eight or or a four really um which i'm in one league like that that started week 12 and there's only four teams out of 12 that get into the playoffs 
So you really got to be on your P's and Q's and, and really got to start off well and finish well in order to get into the playoffs in this one league. And it's a two-week playoff. Got the semifinals with the four teams, uh, with top four seeds, one, two, three, four, quite naturally. And then those two, those, uh, two teams that come out of those four play for the championship, a two-week championship play. So it's a two-week first round or second round, whatever, semifinal round, which is 13 and 14, and then 15 and 16 ends the season, and it's a, whoever wins that championship quite naturally gets the pot uh, and, and a trophy. Most teams, most times, it's a one-week playoff. Uh, in ESPN, starts on 15, 14, certain amount of teams play. Then it's cut down to um, uh, the semifinals, which is week 15. And then quite naturally, in week 16, uh, the final two teams play for uh, to be the, uh, the only one that's standing at the last man standing. The last person saying, I can't say man, because uh, uh, a lot of women are into fancy, too. So um, I shouldn't say last man standing, last person standing. So you got to be on your P's and Q's. You got to be able to get uh, uh, um, players on a waiver wire. Um, and, and waiver wire order is extremely important coming down to the, uh, the uh, downside of this season. Because you're trying to get players that – either make up for injuries because injuries happen during, during the year, during the season, or players that aren't performing on your roster that you want to substitute for somebody that's sitting on the waiver wire that that's, uh, all of a sudden is relevant in fantasy. So it makes a difference. So I'm going to try to give you some players that uh, should help you down the stretch, uh, those that may be sitting on the waiver wire that you could pick up because this is a brutal week. Six teams on a bye, and there's a lot of key players, a lot of big-time players. Um, David Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald, DeAndre Hopkins, I know he's not been doing too well. Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, Andy Dalton, A.J. Green, uh, Kirk Cousins, um, um, Jordan Reed. I'm just naming guys. Alshon Jeffrey, Jay Cutler, um, Jordan Howard, just, just to name a few. I'm not naming them all, but I just named a few from all of those six teams that you don't have their services this week. So you're searching. If you don't have, didn't have the depth, hopefully you do, to make up for those teams. Now, you can't make up completely unless you have an extremely deep team. Um, but you can get a, a bi-week replacement that can still make you competitive in, in your matchup. So you at least have a chance to pull out a win. It may be a, a smaller margin that you, than you used to, but you're, the key here is to get a win. Get you one step closer to get into the playoffs and not worry about trying to make it. Now, um, most of my teams are, are either at 500, excuse me, at, or at 500 or better. Most of them. Um, and uh, I'm, so I'm teetering. Let me put it that way, teetering on the brink of extinction <laughs> um, or uh, making that one, that one more win that gets me closer to be eligible to get into whatever league I'm in playoffs. So I'm trying to help you to do that. So hopefully you're listening. 
hopefully I can bring you up and get you that matchup win this week. So let's without further ado. Now one o'clock um games they're They're um, inactives, and, and they're, uh, the status of players, actives and inactives, come out around 1, 1130. Uh, 11.30, between 11.30 and 12 o'clock. It's about an hour and a half, an hour before the 1 o'clock games. And if guys are totally out, um, like in the 4 o'clock game, um, there may be guys that are totally out even before – Very inactives come out. I'll get you those as, as much as I can. But understand this. We got 12 games to go through. I'm going to give you some studs, duds, sleepers, and possible waiver wire pickups. If you haven't picked them up already, they may be sitting on the waiver wire. Hopefully, you're in a position to pick these players up, um, and they could be helping you. Okay? So without further ado... Let's step into the first um, matchup. And <laughs> I know some uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans and some Ben Roethlisberger owners are anxious to see if Mr. Roethlisberger is going to show up and play out uh, in um, Pittsburgh today. Uh, in, excuse me, in Baltimore today against their heated rivalry. This is one of the biggest rivalries in football, people. Average um, outcome of these games are three points or less. Now, sometimes it's more, but for overall, it, it's around three points. That means they're a very competitive game. That means the quarterback makes a huge difference, especially for the skill positions in Pittsburgh with that high-power offense and receivers in Sammy Coates, uh, Antonio Brown, and even, to some respect, Eli Rogers, and um, uh, quite naturally, uh, Le'Veon Bell. First off, I'm going to give you a, a, a guy that you need to pick up. Put him on your waiver wire. If you have an IR, you can put him on the IR because um, – He's getting close. Let me put it that way. He may not play this. More than likely, he won't be in this week. More than likely, he won't be in this week. But he's getting close. Um, and the decision on whether he will be um, in this lineup going forward in the next few weeks is coming soon. And I want you to be ahead of the curve. So if you have a roster spot, an IR spot in your leagues, or even a spare roster spot that you can spare to put a guy in there for a couple of weeks as speculation. And because the tight end position is so um, barren uh, and, and so volatile, I should say, but for a few uh, tight ends, pick up Ladarius Green and put him in your IR. He's a very athletic um, tight end coming from San Diego. He's had some health issues, ankle, whatever. 
He's getting close. He may not be up to 100% right now, but he's getting extremely close, and the decision is going to be made whether he's going to be on the active 53-man roster or he's going to stay on the uh, injury reserve list uh, and uh, sit out the rest of the year. I want you to uh, be on the positive side of him being on your roster versus him sitting in a waiver wire and, and you not having the right waiver wire position to pick him up when it, when he if he when and if he becomes available. He'll be an extremely good accent for Big Ben. He likes to use Jesse James, but uh, Heath Miller was his best BFF at one time. If he has an athletic tight end like Darius Green to throw to besides Antonio Brown and Sammy Coates, he'll use him. Guaranteed he'll use him, and he could be a sleeper going into the next few weeks, especially going into the playoffs. So Darius Green, I know I'm talking about him a lot, but I want to make sure that you're well aware of what I'm talking about, um, about that. Steve Smith is listed as questionable. He was held out of practice on Wednesday. He was limited on Thursday and had a full day on Friday. He's expected to return this week, assuming he has no setbacks with his ankle. And uh, like I said, Ben Roethlisberger was limited in all practices, but he's expected to return this week. Now, he's supposed to be a game-time decision. It could be Landry Jones, and that may uh, – well, you're going to put Antonio Brown in your lineup anyway. That, I mean, that's a, that's a given. And understand this. History tells us that when Ben comes back, especially playing the Ravens on the road, he doesn't do that well. Now, the projections that a lot of people have that Big Ben is going to be just Big Ben, normal throwing two or three touchdowns, but that is not how it happens when he plays a division rival, especially especially on the road. But if if Big Ben is active, you have to put him in your lineup and cross your fingers and hope for the best. That's all I can tell you. But he has to be in your lineup without a shadow of a doubt. Without a shadow of a doubt. Um, No-brainers, Le'Veon Bell. No-brainers, Antonio Brown. Now, the uh, other guy, then this is only if Big Ben plays, because I think he's more effective and and he, he can be more relied on if Big Ben is there versus Landry Jones. And that's Sammy Coates. Now, Sammy Coates is a is a flex or a wide receiver 3-4, somewhere around there. And uh, that's only if Big Ben is in there. If Big Ben is in there, I put I sit Sammy Coates because it's going to be a Le'Veon Bell uh, and taking shots with Antonio Brown and Sammy Coates would be a I wouldn't say an afterthought, but um, I, 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 I would say he would be less reliable than um, if, if Big Ben was in there. Baltimore is – come on – is um, 25th in, in um, preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position. Uh, but they're top 15 against the quarterback, top 10 against top within the top 10 against the running back, and top and within top uh, 10 w- within the tight end. 
So they play decent defense against the quarterback, running back, and tight end position. Their weakness is the wide receiver position, which happens to be the strong suit for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that's why I'm saying that if Ben is, is active, you play him. It, it, that's a no-brainer. Now, on the other side, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 10th uh, against the quarterback, 30th against the running back, 7th against the wide receiver, and 23rd against the tight end. Don't defend against the running back or a tight end too well at all. And I can see Terrence West having a uh, very good day. If I had Terrence West, he would be in my lineup without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, but don't, but uh, I would put, I would put, put it to you like this. Terrence West is going to be the lead back. He's been balling out for the last few weeks and uh, I can see him getting about 90 yards and a touchdown in here. If I had Terrence West and Hopefully you have better options uh, other than Terrence West. I would back him up with Kenneth Dixon um, because Kenneth Dixon sooner or later may take over this job. Uh, and it's a handcuff because um, it's Terrence West. And if he's, if you want to, if he's your main back, you better have his handcuff to, to make up for what that back is going, not going to give you if he gets hurt. Now, in a wide receiver position, I told you Steve Smith may be uh, more than likely is going to play. It's tough to play Baltimore's wide receivers because they're not really all that. I know Steve Smith, but he's an older guy, and um, um, I can see these guys just just barely getting to double digits. This is in PPR. Double digits in, in standard, I can't see. Double digits in PPR, I can see. Uh, but I think this is a tight end game. Like I said, uh, Baltimore, Pittsburgh is 23rd preventing fantasy points against the tight end position. Okay? And Dennis Pitta is an extremely good play today. He has always been. If, if Joe Flacco's on the field and Dennis Pitta is also on the field, that's an every week play for me because Joe Flacco looks a lot at Dennis Petty, big, tall target in the middle of the field, safe throw to move the change. That was, that's what uh, Dennis does for Joe Flacco. All right, let's move on to, um, to the uh, next thing on, on the agenda here. And that would be, um, um, bear with me here. I'm trying to get myself together here. The uh, Detroit Lions facing the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that vaunted Minnesota Vikings. Uh, supposedly, uh, Derek McKinnon is is going to play. Uh, he's dealing with uh, um, some health issues. But uh, more as as we get closer to the uh, reporting, what who's going to play? Not uh, he's listed as questionable this week because of his ankle and never practice. Um, they say he's not supposed to play. I think I've read somewhere where he is supposed to play. Um, let me talk about the uh, Detroit Lions. Theoretic's going to play. 
Eric Ebron is healthy enough to play. Um, Golden Tate has been balling out, but Theo Riddick and Eric Ebron are back, and I don't see Golden Tate doing what he he's done in the last few weeks because now they have a pass catching running back out of the, out of the uh, um, backfield for Matthew Stafford, uh, and they have a tight end that is a very athletic tight end that Matthew Stafford is going to be thrown to, which is going to take away targets from uh, Golden Tate. I know some people like Marvin Jones, but he hasn't been playing that well over the last few weeks. He came off, he's come off his worst fantasy game to date where he had just three catches for 33 yards. And the last three out of the four weeks, under 40 yards, um, even though in, a, in a, two of the last four weeks, especially in the home games, he's, he scored. But this is not a home game. This is in Minnesota. In Minnesota, offensive coordinator has gotten replaced. And uh, uh, Pat Shermer is taken over as the offensive coordinator because of the recognition of North Turner. Now, if you listened to me yesterday, I laid it out what the other offensive coordinators, other than the uh, um, uh, Bradley, who who got fired from Jacksonville, have done. I'm talking about Mark Tressman and um, the offensive coordinator who 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 got canned, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Got canned in. Um, Buffalo. Now they have Pat Shermer. Uh, now they have Anthony Lynn in Buffalo. And uh, they, uh, they've changed offensive coordinators. So now over the past up into this week, they, four offensive coordinators have been replaced or have left one or the other. And two of them have reverted back to running the football more and passing with play action. Anthony Lynn is running the football more, um, displaying the um, talents of um, LaShawn McCoy, and we'll get back to that. Uh, Terrence West is running the football more, and both these those two teams I just mentioned are running the football effectively. Uh, and I expect, and I expect, listen to what I'm saying here, people, I expect that to happen with the two offensive coordinators that are taking over this week that got canned last week or left last week. And this is one that I'm talking about, Pat Shermer in Minnesota. They're going to run the football more. Slow the game down. You got a decent defensive-minded coach. And all these teams have defensive-minded coaches. Baltimore, Minnesota. Buffalo, Jacksonville. So they're going to run the football more and pass when it's necessary, or just to make just to make up. I mean, uh, um, change 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 it up, play action to protect their quarterbacks that are having problems, as in Blake Bortles, and what we're talking about in this game, Sam Bradford. So I like. Matthew Stafford, if you have a better option, use him. 
you have a better option, use him. If you don't, then you quite naturally got to play Matthew Stafford. I like Theo Riddick, but I don't like him a lot. I, uh, he, more in PPR, let me put it that way. He's more, a lot more in PPR than it is in a standard league. It's it's tough for me to like uh, uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, most people that I see saying sit Marvin Jones. If you don't have a better option, you got to play him. If you do, um, I would play that better option. But if you don't, Marvin Jones is a shaky play for me. But I think you got to play him because um, if this is a passing team. And Marvin Jones is going to be used in the passing game. He's going to go up against their Xavier Rhodes, and that's going to be a tough road to hoe, especially against that vaunted Minnesota defense, who I know they get, they disappointed a lot of Minnesota defense owners last week, but they're playing home, and they're, they want to make amends. I guarantee it. All right, on the Minnesota side, if McKinnon is playing, you play him. If McKinnon is playing, you're playing. I know that uh, in preventing fantasy points in the quarterback position, Detroit is 31st. 13th against the running back, 15th against the wide receiver, and 32nd against the tight end. Kyle Rudolph is an absolute must-start today. Stephon Diggs is an absolute must-start today. Ada, if McKinnon doesn't play, I, I, I know – I know he is. He's not. He's a. He's a grinded out back. Doesn't have a ton of speed, and he's a power back. I'm not a big Masiata fan. Let me put it that way. Not a big Asiata fan at all. I, I told you about McKinnon. If he's healthy, McKinnon is a definite play for me, um, without a shadow of a doubt. Definite play for me. All right. Um, all right. Let's 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 do this. Let's move on to the next game. Game number three, another one o'clock game, which would be the New York Football Giants. Oh, I love this one. New York Football Giants hosting the Philadelphia Eagles. Giants coming off a bye. Philadelphia coming off a, a overtime loss to uh, Dallas in Dallas. Um, looks like uh, Ryan Matthews might be benched in favor of Darren Sproles. Um, and uh, that's to the delight of the Darren Sproles owners, not to the liking of the Ryan Matthews owners. Um, I got a guy in here. Supposedly, he's going to get more play. Supposedly, he's going to get more play. I talked about this guy earlier in the year. In fact, before the year, I talked about this guy. Before the season started. He's finally, I think, going to get more of a shot than he has in the past because the the running game for the Giants has been absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. Paul Perkins. Now, I can't guarantee that he's going to be the lead back. 
But supposedly he's going to get more play this week. Pick him up. I talked about him like in the beginning of the season because I thought the Giants were going to uh, play him more up until this point, but they haven't. They've been bringing him along slowly. And I expect Paul Perkins to get an opportunity here. I think uh, one of his weaknesses was in pass protection, and then you got to protect Eli. Uh, and they, they were bringing him along slowly. Now, I know they got Rashad Jennings, um, Bobby Rainey, Dakwa, and then Paul Perkins. He's, he's got a lot of guys to leap over to get a, get a decent opportunity. But Rashad Jennings... Bobby Rainey and Darkwa really haven't been doing much. Why not give the rookie who's more di- the, probably the most, in fact he is the most dynamic back of all four of those backs a shot to see if he can get a shot on the arm in the Giants running game. Now I know Philly is 15th in preventing fantasy points in the running back position. But that's their weakness defending the run. Because they're top, either top five or top ten in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end position. The best way to, to protect your quarterback is to run the football. If you can run the football just like Dallas did last week, effective running the football and keeping the defense off guard, and giving it a, uh, a, uh, a fighting chance for the quarterback, because now the defense has to worry about the running back, and um, that's that's going to push more people into the box and leave one-on-one coverage outside with the wide receivers. And with one of those wide receivers, which I know you're going to play, is Odell Beckham Jr. They're playing in New York. Coming off a bye. Hello, Odell. Play Odell. They're going to be able to move the football. They may not be able to score every time they get down within a field goal range, but they are going to be able to move the football. That's telling me one of the most consistent kickers over several years, not just uh, one year or two years, over several years, got pushed out the door in Chicago. And because Josh Brown got pushed out the door because of domestic violence issues, Robbie Gold has taken over that spot. And Robbie Gold is a very accurate and reliable kicker. You want three points, six points, nine points from your kicker or more? Pick up Robbie Gold. He's an afterthought in a lot of people. Kickers, kickers are people too. And they can help when you're weak. Pick up Robbie Gold. They're going to be able to move the football. Robbie Gold still can, still can do that. Still can kick. Pick up Robbie Gold. On the other side, um, and, I, and I'm telling you to play uh, Eli too, especially at home. I think Eli can have a pretty decent day. But they have to have a running game, and that's why I think Paul Perkins is going to be uh, heavily involved. I really believe that. 
But if you don't want to take the chances on putting him in your lineup, pick him up and put him on your waiver wire. Put, I mean, put, pick him up and put him on your roster for speculation. If he doesn't show up, release him, okay? I mean, you, you're, you're, if you're in desperation mode, you put him in there, but I don't think he's going to be uh, – then, then that's really a speculation. I like him to be put on your bench because if he shows out this week, I can guarantee you going forward the Giants will play him. Give him another shot next week. Speaking of um, uh, the other the Giants opponent, he played Darren Sproles because he can be used in a passing game, and if you're in, definitely in PPR, Darren Sproles is, is definitely a guy you want to play. Jordan Matthews is the primary target for Garth and Wentz. They're looking for someone to pick up the slack, and that slack is going to be picked up by Doriel Green Beckham. Wide receiver four. Definitely is uh, uh, um, can be used in the uh, flex position. I think he's going to get in double digits. Um, the Giants are not all that against the pass. They're 23rd against the uh, wide receiver position in preventing fantasy points. Fifth against the quarterback, 10th against the running back, and 12th against the tight end. They were they were dead last, if next not next to last in those um, categories. Uh, this time last year. So they, they have improved with the $200 million they spent on the defense to be within the top 15 of um, preventing fantasy points for quarterback, running back, and tight end. Still have work to do with the wide receivers, but they're a much improved defense. All right? So I, I would definitely play Jordan Matthews um, as a uh, three um, he probably he probably give you two wide receiver two numbers too, but this is in PPR standard. Uh, I still would play Jordan Matthews, but probably in a flex. The uh, regard, uh, I'm not too sure about Carson Wentz. Uh, like I said, the Giants are top five in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback position. But this is a bye week, and you may have to play him because you have no other options um, that would be beneficial to you other than Carson Wentz. All right, let's move on to the next one. That's another one o'clock game. A NF, NF, now we just talked about an NFC East um, rivalry. How about a AFC East rivalry with Jordan Cameron, who's on IR ending his season because um, he can't seem to stay healthy, especially with concussion uh, issues week in and week out. Week out, uh, Deion Sims, who's the backup tight end, is out. So it's going to be a combination of Dominique Jones and Marquis Gray to fill in. And this is the Jets. This is the Jets who are sorry as sorry can be against the pass. I don't understand. Um, Todd Bowles is a defensive-minded coach. Uh, Devontae Parker is listed as questionable due to his hamstring, but he had practice full practices all week, and he's expected to play. Uh, the Jets are on a two-game winning streak and are two and three on the road. The Dolphins are three and four uh, uh, with three and three and one at home and also on a two-game winning streak. And the Jets are desperate for a win. Dolphins are three and four. Jets are three and five. Um, this will quite naturally bring the Jets closer to 500 
and this would bring the Dolphins to 500 uh, in the record if they win. Don't like Ryan Fitzpatrick in this game. Not that type of game. Uh, I think he 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 uh, regresses in this game. Uh, I think because of Miami, even though Miami is 22nd against the quarterback, they're seven against the running back position, 20th against the uh, wide receiver, and 15th against the tight end. Not a bad defense, not a good defense. It, it, in the middle. But you play Matt Forte because they're going to give him the ball. This is a ground and pound. They're going to want to run uh, Matt Forte. Um, Quincy Inouye is a flex without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Brandon Marshall is going to be covered like a, a, a $2 bill. And, and uh, um, Quincy Inouye is a very physical ready wide receiver. Uh, and and uh, I, I love Quincy Inouye, and, and he's definitely a flex play. 3-4, definitely a flex play for me, uh, quite naturally. And, and, and I'm saying Brandon, you got to play Brandon Marshall because he, he's Brandon Marshall. Plain and simple, you got to play him. On the other side, I love Ryan Tannehill. He's playing home, coming off a bye against a Jet defense that's 24th against the quarterback position, 14th against the running back, 29th against the wide receivers, and 22nd against the tight end. Like I said, they suck. They stink against the pass. So who do we play in the passing game? Kenny Stills. Jarvis Landry is a no-brainer, especially in PPR. Uh, and then the running back, who, who before the bye, back-to-back over 200-yard games, Jay Ajay, who's the primary back, who got Arian Foster retired because he figured out this young blood is better than I am at, at this point in my career. And so I might as well retire because uh, I'm not going to be able to get a starting job and I'm not going to hang on a roster if I don't have the starting job. So Arian Foster said bye-bye. And it's all Jay Ajay. I think he's going to get over 100 yards. I know this Jet defense is better against the run than any other skill position. But I think Jay Ajayi, with his running ability, is going to be able to to get uh, uh, quality yards and get a visit into the end zone. So you play Jay Ajayi in here uh, without any reservations at all. All right. And uh, the field goal kicker in here, too, Andrew Franks. I think they're going to be able to move the football, especially in the passing game and, and in the running game. I think they're going to be able to move the football. And I, I like uh, uh, Andrew Franks to be an effective kicker in here. Remember, today we don't pick winners and losers in these matchups. I'm only dealing with fantasy in here. Only dealing with fantasy in here. All right? All right. Let's move on to the next 1 o'clock game that we got sitting on here. And it would be... Let me see what we got here. Jacksonville, Kansas City, which is an extremely tough place to play. Extremely tough place to play. And this is one of these um, teams that changed their offensive coordinator. And I think they're going to they're be wanting to run the football to protect their quarterback. I'm talking about Blake Bortles. Uh, Spencer Ware is out because of his concussion. Alex Smith is out because of um, sustaining some um, some serious hits. Uh, even though they say he doesn't have a concussion, he's still out. They want to be precautionary with uh, Alex Smith. 
Jeremy Macklin is listed as questionable because if his groin, groin, I should say, was held out of practice on Thursday. He returned on a limited basis on Friday. He's expected to play without limitation. Um, I, I would tell you this, that it looks like Sammy Watkins may be coming back. Who? Yeah, I know. He, he, and if he's sitting out there on the wave of wire, it's another guy. I mean, you can take your choice on what, what players you need on these players that I'm giving you coming off the wave of wire or on the wave of wire, if they're there. And what you don't need, you can take, you know, but I'm telling you, Sammy, if Sammy Watkins is coming back, pick him up. Percy Harvin, he hasn't played in a while. And he hasn't even practiced uh, 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 in preseason, um, and he's coming off the street, basically, to play in this game, which is unbelievable to me that he, he, I don't know, he's probably going to be in a pitch gown because he's definitely not in shape. And we're not talking about Buffalo here. I'm sorry. Um, when, we, when we get there, wow, I don't know where I got that from. But, uh, oh, you know, I don't know where I got that from. Discount that until we get to Buffalo. That's the money in that game. That's the last game. Sorry about that, folks. Blake Boros. You got six teams on a bye. You want the best option or, or, or that you have, and Blake Bortles has got to be one of them because he, he's probably playing from behind and he's going to be winging the football. Um, but I'm I'm liking this is who I'm liking here, and I, I could be off base, but I'm I'm liking this is a defensive minded coach that fired their offensive coordinator and replaced him with a quarterback coach. Uh. And I'm liking this is about this. I told you about the other two coaches, offensive coordinators, and, and the head coaches. And the correlation I have with them increasing their running back uh, usage versus trying to air it out. I think this happens again. I think they're going to start to run the football. I think they have Chris Ivory and T.J. Eldon who've been used sparingly because they've been so pass-happy with Blake Bortles and Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns and Marquise Lee and Julius Thomas, that they really haven't spent the time to try to slow the game down, burn so much up that they can run the football. And I think Chris Ivory is where they want to run the football most. I know this is a speculation. I know Chris Ivory has either sitting on the waiver wire or is way down on somebody's bench that there's no way that they're going to use him. If he's sitting on the waiver wire, people, or even T.J. Yeldon, one of these guys is going to be used a lot today. A lot today. They're not going to wing the football around the field unless they have to. They're going to try to run the football. This is a defensive-minded coach. They, they geared up for their defense in the offseason. So they, they're going to get back to basics and, and try to work from there. So they're going to, Chris Ivory is a sneaky pickup off the waiver wire, in my opinion. They spent a lot of money for Chris Ivory, and they really haven't used him the way they should have. And I, I know the offensive line's got a lot to do with that, but they still want to be able to push, 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 just like the Rams. I know the Rams got issues too, but they got to use the back. They got to use the high price back. Why have that high price back if you don't use them? They're going to use Chris Ivory. 
And then T.J. Yeldon is a change of pace. I like Alan Hearns in here. I like Alan Robinson in here. Not too much uh, Julius Thomas and Marquise Lee. Kansas City is uh, 15th against the quarterback, 18th against the running back, 28th against the wide receiver position. It's fourth against the tight end. They play the tight end better than any other position in fantasy. So I know they're going to want to run the football and take their shots in the passing game. Like I said, uh, Spencer Ware is out. He's dealing with a concussion. Sharkansas West, uh, a lot of people have probably picked him up. Um, And um, so I can't tell you to pick him up. If he's sitting out there, and I was surprised. In one of my Yahoo leagues, I just happened to look, just saying, ah, let me look. I have Spencer Ware, and I just happened to look. I knew I was – in fact, that's why I went to the lineup yesterday, to change Spencer Ware out to put, put who I had uh, at, at the backup. And I just said, ah, let me see who's sitting on the waiver wire because I had somebody that I, I could dump if uh, I saw somebody I wanted on the waiver wire. Charkandrus West was sitting there. And I'm like, I'm shaking my head. I said, you, you got to be kidding me. So I picked him up, and I'm putting him on my lineup. Absolutely. 21st, 21st, 26th against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver is what Jacksonville is preventing fantasy points. So you don't think I want to put your hands with West in there? Absolutely. What they do best is, is guard against the tight end. But Travis Kelsey is, is going in there. This is Blake. This is, uh, and you know what? And I know this is a crazy play, and this may be a bold statement or whatever. But he's got a better arm than Alex Smith. I'm talking about Nick Foles. It's going to take deeper shots down the field than Alex Smith does. That means Tyreek Hill and Jeremy Macklin, if it's healthy enough, are going to get some deep balls. Speculation play. You want to play a flex play that may play off big for you, may play off huge for you because he scored in the last two weeks. He scored in the last three, two weeks. Excuse me. That's three, three of the last four weeks. Scored in the last three of the last four weeks. And, and last week he, he scored on a, on a 34-yard touchdown with Nick Foles. Nick Foles likes to throw the ball deep. Big plays, instant double-digit fantasy points in big plays. Play Nick Foles. You got six quarterbacks on a bye. So you're, you're searching for a guy that, that is not an everyday starter, and hopefully you get somebody that's going to give you some decent points. And this guy likes to push the ball down the field against a defense that can, it, it can happen with. Play Nick Foles. Play Chuck Kendrick West. Tyreek Hill is definitely in the flex. Jeremy Macklin is, is another flex or wide receiver, too. And quite naturally, you got to play this guy, even though there'd be a tough matchup. It's Travis Kelsey. And because they're going to move this ball on this really bad defense. Cairo Santos, they're playing at home. They're playing at home. That's a, it should be a no-brainer to me. No-brainer. 
All right, let's move on down here. Got uh, about 11 minutes left before we uh, – and we go to Dallas, another 1 o'clock game. Dallas at Cleveland. Dak Prescott is the play here. Cody Kessler is a back as a starter this week. Um, Corey Coleman is is back-to-back also. They're going to go young here because now Hugh Jackson, they're 0-8. Now he wants to see what he has. He's got to see what he has now. Um, He's tried everything. Now he's going to put his young kids in there and have them grow. And I'll go with the Cleveland first. Um, Dallas. And some some in some avenues they're calling for an upset here, but uh, 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 Dallas is 16th against the quarterback, fourth against the running back, 21st against the wide receiver, and 26th against the uh, tight end position, preventing fantasy points. So in the running game and in the passing game, um, there's a big disparity, especially against the wide receiver and tight end. Uh, Dallas has. So I'm thinking um, the running backs, Dallas can be run on. And uh, I'm liking Terrell Pryor, who's been balling out. I'm liking Corey Coleman. I would think that Cody Kessler and these these uh, Indians and these uh, Browns are going to be playing from behind. They're going to need to throw the football. I like Duke Johnson here at the PPR guy. So if you're missing a one of these key running backs from the uh, bye weeks, put Deuce Jackson in there. Uh, he's, a, he's a viable option this week for sure. Uh, and uh, Cody Kessler. I, I'm not going to name every quarterback in every team to put in, but I, I think that the Dallas can be passed on and it's going to be at home and it's going to be thrown a lot. On the other side, Cleveland is 29th, 28th, 19th, and 31st in prevailing fantasy points against the quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end in that order, respectively. Dak Prescott, definite play, running and, and, and passing the football. Zeke, um, Ezekiel Elliott, that's a no-brainer. No-brainer. Cole Beasley and Des Bryant, I like both of these guys. You're dealing with bye weeks, okay? Now, Des Bryant is an every week play for me, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Cole Beasley is a great, a absolutely great flex play this week. Absolutely great play. Uh, Jason Witten, now you got six tight ends that are on a bye. Um, some, some people have been starting Jason Witten, regardless of who's on a bye or not. And I would think... When Dak gets in trouble, Jason Witten's right in the middle of the field. Big, huge target. And uh, 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 Witten's a viable play here also. All right, let's move on to um, end. Just as a speculation add to your roster, Tony Romo, just in case Jerry Jones gets crazy and decides for whatever reason to replace Dak Prescott with Tony when he gets healthy, get in there before anyone else does and put them on your roster. Like I said, if you got somebody that is not really doing anything for you and you got the spot, what do you got to lose? Put Tony, pick up Tony Romo. We'll pick up some of these other guys I'm going to give you or have given you and, and hold on. Um, all right. Hold on to them. You never know. You never know. And you want to be the one up on them. Not saying, Oh, Oh, I, I should have picked them up. I would have, could have, should have. You don't want to be in that position. 
All right, let's move on to the next. Uh, uh, I think it's another one o'clock game, and it would be, yes, sir. Oh, I gave you that one already. Um, no, we move to four o'clock games now. All right, uh, let's move to uh, um, the four, first four o'clock game. Four or five would be the New Orleans Saints visiting the San Francisco 49ers. Carlos Hyde is sending this one out. Uh, Dewan Howard. Uh, yeah, Dewan Howard. If you, this is against New Orleans. So if, he, if he's sitting out there, and, and, and a lot of leagues, he's still sitting out there. Dewan Howard. I mean, Dewan Harris, I'm sorry. Dewan Harris is going to probably be likely starter. This is New Orleans. Rush to the waiver wire and pick up DeWan Howard if you're desperate for a running back. Rush. Rush to the waiver wire and pick up DeWan Harris if he's still sitting out there. This is against New Orleans. They're going to want to run the football. They do a version of the re-option. So the running back is going to be heavily involved. And like I said, this is against New Orleans. And they're playing at home, coming off a bye. Coming off a bye. That's key. They're coming off a bye. So, uh, Colin Kaepernick in this in this situation against New Orleans, playing at home, and they may be playing from behind. Besides running the football, Carl, uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick is going to be throwing it also. Uh, I'm looking for him to get 60, 70, 80 yards on the ground by himself. Besides Dewan Howard, Harris, and Dewan Harris can be a, a RB two here. This is New Orleans. I can't stress it enough. I cannot stress it enough. New Orleans, twentieth against the quarterback, thirty second against the running back, eighteenth against the wide receiver, and thirteenth against the tight end. The one thing that they can't do well is defend against the running back. That's why I'm telling you to get Dewan Harris if he's sitting there on the waiver wire and a lot of waiver wires. Still have him sitting there. Grab him. Put him in your lineup. If you're desperate for a running back, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? You got a lot more to gain than you got to lose. And uh, also, Torrey Smith, this is the – listen to what I'm saying. 18th. They're, they're middle of the pack. 20th against the – so I'm telling you three guys that I would – um, have no hesitation to put in my lineup. Colin Kaepernick, Dewan Harris, who's the running back, and Torrey Smith. On San Francisco, I can't believe I'm saying that, but that that's a fact. The only reason I'm saying that is because they're going against, up against uh, Drew Brees. Drew Brees, his worst two came in road venues. He's getting older, uh, and he he doesn't do as well on the road. And he, and he doesn't normally play that well, for most part, people, in San Francisco. But I see him throwing for at least 250 and a couple touchdowns. Now, they're going to split carries, Tim Hightower and, and Mark Ingram. So if you have either one of these guys, don't hesitate to put them in there because I think both these guys are going to be effective. San Francisco is 29th in preventing fantasy points against his running back position, 23rd in a quarterback, they defend the wide receiver better than uh, most. They're 14th and, and 19th against the tight end. So who do I like? I like Brandon Cooks in here. I like Willie Sneed in here. 
Uh, I like Michael Thomas in here. Uh, Kobe Fleener, not so much. But those three wide receivers, I think, besides the two running backs I named, um, should have decent days in here. I'm hoping Michael Thomas, because I'm going against somebody who has Michael Thomas, but I'm hoping Michael Thomas doesn't. But uh, Michael Thomas has been balling out. Um, he had 130 yards uh, in, the, in the loss against Kansas City. Um, he did have a three-game scoring streak up until last week. But uh, I see him... Uh, being really effective in here. He's the newer version of uh, Marcus Colson. Um, and I, I see him being effective in here uh, for Drew Brees. All right, let's move on to the next game, which is another four o'clock game. Uh, let me see who we got here. And that would be, come on. Uh, next four o'clock game would be Carolina at LA. Carolina, um, is uh, going to L.A. Uh, and um, they came off a decent win last week. I like Cam Newton quite naturally. you got to play Cam Newton in here. Um, L.A. is in top 15 in preventing fantasy points against the quarterback and running back position. Uh, they stink in preventing fantasy points against the wide receiver position at 27th and 10th against the tight end. So what's that telling me? That tells me that Greg Olson, uh, he's a no-brainer. I got 90 seconds in. I got a a few more games to go. We're going to go until um, I get to the last game, which is on Monday night uh, with Buffalo at Seattle. Uh, We're going to go. So hang on with me. Or if not, then uh, tune in next week, Tuesday, excuse me, tune in next week, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Same time at the, uh, on Sunday. And we'll be doing the same thing for week 10. Uh, I like uh, I like Jonathan Stewart in here. Um, like I said, you got six backs. You got uh, several backs on a, on a bye here with six teams out this week. So um, he, he's probably a no-brainer play for you. Kev, Kelvin Benjamin with the bad defense that the, um, L.A. has is absolutely no-brainer for you. So um, that's a no-brainer for me. Um, I know that they've been playing better, meaning Carolina. Uh, they're ninth in preventing fantasy points against the running back position, 30th against the quarterback, 31st against the wide receiver. So they they, they stink in the passing game, too. I like Case Keenum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Case Keenum, who throws touchdowns as many, as many times as he throws um, uh, interceptions, I know. Uh, but he's a bye re- replacement. Uh, and against the team that that is not a good against the pass, um, I like. We're going to go into the overtime in about two one. We are in overtime as we speak. Okay, like I said, I like Todd Gurley also. I know it's going to be a tough road to hold, but I think they've ironed out some things in a bye week. You know, gotten healthy a little bit, uh, uh, been able to watch some more film intensely, worked on a few things to get their best player, which is Todd Gurley, in, in a position to play. Uh, and, and he's being used more and more, which I was screaming about early in the season, and finally um, they're, they're starting to do it, getting more of him, him involved in the passing game so he can get out there in space and be able to use his ability. Um, so I, I think Todd Gurley is an excellent play. I mean, I play him every week. 
regardless of the chatter I get from pe- people like he's a waste, he's a bust. Uh, I picked him up like the, in the first or second pick in, in the rounds when I had the first or second pick. I still believe in Todd Gurley, just like I be- believed in Melvin Gordon at the time, uh, which we're going to be talking about. I believed in Todd Gurley, and I think he should be uh, uh, used without without hesitation. Now, who I there's a couple guys in here I think are going to surprise some people. Um, they've been playing well, and, and I think they're still going to play well. Maybe not get get you a whole bunch of fantasy points, but being able to get double digit fantasy points from the wide receiver wide receiver position with a um, six teams that are sitting on a bye, that um, you'll take that. And I like Kenny Britt. And if you don't have Kenny Britt, Brian Quick. Both of them, I think, can be used in the flex position, and I will use both of them without hesitation. All right, let's move on to the next game that's at, in the 4 o'clock time frame, and that would be the um, Indianapolis Colts versus the Green Bay Packers. John Star- James Starks is, is remains out. Ty Montgomery is expected to be back on the field. Jared Cook is out. And so uh, Richard Rodgers is expected to take over as a tight end. Well, you heard me mention James Starks. He's going to be the primary running back when he comes back, and he's extremely close to doing that. Uh, the only reason I don't have James Starks on my roster, I'm telling you to pick him up, is because I picked up Paul Perkins. Um, I know that really doesn't sound like it makes too much sense, but I, I like the the upside more of Paul Perkins than I like of James Starks. But uh, James Starks is a viable option. He's going to be a starting running back when for the uh, Green Bay Packers with really no competition behind him. So pick up James Starks. He's going to be the starting running back when he's healthy enough, and he's very close to that. So pick up James Starks. I'm telling you, I'm telling you that people. All right, all right. Indianapolis Colts. And the Green Bay Packers. Wow. Can we say shootout in here? Randall Cobb is listed as questionable because of his hamstring. He had limited practices all week. Um, I don't think he's a lock to play, and most people say he probably won't play uh, if he's he's not 100% healthy. Randall Cobb doesn't play well if he's um, not healthy. And... um, um, I think uh, Randall Cobb will be out, Ty Montgomery, and, and Ty Montgomery is going to be the jack-of-all-trades. He's going to be used in the running back and, and quarterback position. I mean, and, and running back and wide receiver position. Um, and Dwayne Allen is back. Uh, Jack Doyle is also going to play. Uh, you know what? If you have either Dwayne Allen or Jack Doyle, I would play him. Remember Kobe Fleener and Dwayne Allen? Well, Andrew Luck likes throwing to his tight ends. Safe throws, in the middle of the field throws, and, and uh, um, can move the chains. Downfield shots, T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief, who came back last week and scored a touchdown last week and was relevant right off the bat coming back. So, T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Green Bay, they defend they're number one in preventing fantasy points against the running back. 19th against the quarterback, 17th against the wide receiver, and 20th against the tight end. You think Frank Gore is going to have a good day today? I don't think so. He's older running back anyway, so he really doesn't have that, that much speed, or he's not that dynamic. 
you may have to play him because you may be short on running backs, but don't really expect too much from Frank Gore. Not this week. I told you who to play. T.Y. Hilton, Dante Moncrief, Dwayne Allen, and Jack Doyle, and Adam Vinatieri, because I think they'll be able to move the football. Maybe not able to score touchdowns, but get close enough for Adam Vinatieri, who's one of the most consistent and reliable kickers in the history of the NFL, not just this year, in the history of the NFL. Now, what do I say about on the other side of the uh, field with Aaron Rodgers? No-brainer play. Devontae Adams, no-brainer play. Johnny Nelson, no-brainer play. Ty Montgomery, no-brainer play. Well, I don't know what to say. And even their kicker, because their kicker is going to be about, like they said, they're going to be able to move the football. you got one of the worst teams defensive-wise in the league. 26 against the quarterback, 26 against the running back, 29th against the tight end. What they do best is prevent fantasy points against the wide receiver position. But there's so many wide receivers out there, they're going to be um, – their heads are going to spin. I'm talking about Indianapolis. And they're playing – and Green Bay is playing at home. It's going to be a shootout. Each quarterback is going to try to outdo the other because both of them don't really have a running game to speak of. So they're going to be wanting to wing the football. All right. All right, let's move on to the next uh, uh, 4 o'clock game, which would be, um, I think this probably be the last 4 o'clock game. Yeah, it is, the last 4 o'clock game. There's only 12 games this, this week, people. Tennessee at San Diego. Sneaky, this is a sneaky game to me, a very sneaky game to me. Um, for the simple reason is this. Uh, I think that this is another team that um, have two dynamic backs, um, a quarterback, one quarterback that likes to fling it all over the field in Phillip Rivers, another quarterback that can um, uh, be a dual threat in passing and running the football. Um, No-brainer plays, DeMarco Murray. Um, Kendall Wright scored a touchdown in each of the last two weeks. Um, that is a sneaky play for me. That would say, I, he's, in fact, you know what? He's a wide receiver too, because I, I, he's the best wide receiver they have. One of the reasons why Andre Johnson knew what he wasn't going to get any more touches because they had Rashard Matthews, TJ Sharp was a rookie and Kendall uh, Wright who came back from injury and is, is getting um, a lot of looks and results um, from, um, from, um, Marcus Mariota. Delaney Walkie is, is, is dealing with a groin injury. And uh, who that he um, injured in thurs, on Thursday. And it's uh, touch and go how much he's going to be used if he's, if, he's, if, he's, if, he's, if he's able to play. It's going to be a game-time decision. So they're going to rely on their on wide receivers even more besides their running game. Um, so I like uh, uh, those players that I just named. On the other side, Travis Benjamin's dealing with a PCL. He may and may not play the game time decision. Tyrell Gordon, excuse me, Tyrell Williams is uh, dealing with a, um, a knee injury, but it's not as bad as uh, um, 
Travis Benjamin, and he's been playing week in, week out, dealing with it. I like Tyrell Williams a lot in here. I think he, he's, he's been one of the main targets of Phillip Rivers. Um, and uh, if he, for whatever reason, I've been talking about this kid for a while, people. I've been talking about this kid for a while. A lot of people don't give him any kind of respect, but he's, he's been, uh, other than playing Denver, he's been, he's, give, be given, he's been giving you double-digit fantasy points week in and week out. Check the stats, especially in PPR. Especially in PPR. So if Travis Benjamin is, is hindered, even if he isn't hindered, he's been getting a lot of play from Philip Rivers. That's Tyreek, Tyrell, I should say, Williams. Antonio Gates, because Hunter Henry is out, is going to be balling out because now it's old home week with Philip Rivers. Doesn't have to compete for targets uh, with Hunter Henry. So it's going to be Antonio Gates in the in the uh, wire, in the wire, in the tight end position, and I and, and quite naturally you're going to play Philip Rivers. I, that's a no brainer. And I left left my boy for the last. He he's been used in the passing game. He's definitely been playing a lot better. Look what he did against um, Denver last last week, where a lot of people thought he was a bad play. I'm putting him in there. I said put him in there. He's going to be he's been balling out. He has 10 touchdowns, get the most touchdowns of any running back in the league right now. And he could have had his 11th or had a great opportunity if Phillip Rivers decided to give him the football when they were in between the five and when they were within the five-yard line. And during late in that game, they instead of running the football at least once or twice, Phillip Rivers decided to throw the ball four straight downs. When you have a back that has scored that many touchdowns and you go away from him, that's a Seattle Seahawk move that they did in the Super Bowl. And just like Seattle, cost them a win. So I think what's going to happen this week and and the fact is that uh, Dexter McCluster is put on injury reserve and he's out due to a home injury for the rest of the season. So Melvin Gordon is the man. He's going to get uh, Whatever Destiny McCluster got, because he's that dynamic of a back, he's going to get that and more. He's going, he's going to be balling out. He's been balling. I've been telling you people from the beginning, before the season started, about Melvin Gordon, and he hasn't disappointed me yet. This tractor's been telling me that he's the touchdown dependent. And look what he did against Denver. He gave you serious points, PPR, and, and on-the-ground points against one of the best defenses in the league. And he can, this, he's going up against Jacksonville? No, he's going up against Tennessee? Are you, are you kidding me? Tennessee. Now, Tennessee is uh, 14th against the quarterback, 3rd against the running back, 13th against the wide receiver, and 25th against the tight end position. If he can do it against De- Denver, uh, on, in, in Denver, this is home. Tennessee's coming all the way over to from the East Coast to the West Coast. I like Melvin Gordon a whole bunch. Balling out. Out of shadow of a doubt. All right. Let's get to the last game uh, uh, of Sunday, the Sunday night game. They saved, I wouldn't say the best for last, but it's the it's a very good game. <clears throat> Old AFL rivals, the Denver Broncos, 
um, against the uh, Oakland Raiders in Raider Nation in Oakland. Mari Cooper was dealing with some um, um, health issues, some back issues, but is expected to play. Uh, you know what? Now I know he's been balling out, and and and, and I know uh, a, a lot of people have it, find it hard to bench Mari Cooper or bench Michael Crabtree. I wouldn't do that. I know this is the number one defense against the uh, um, against the pass. The number one defense against the quarterback position. I would probably bench Derek Carr, but with week six buys, I mean with six week buys. Let me try this again. With six week nine buys and and, and, and a lack of wide receivers, you gotta you gotta play play these guys. So you gotta play Amari Cooper. You gotta play Michael Crabtree. Now, quite naturally, you're gonna have to temper your expectations because these guys aren't gonna be all that. The weakness in Denver, twentieth against the running back. 18th against the tight end. They're number one against the quarterback and wide receiver. So, Octavius Murray should have a good game. You got to play him. You got to play him. Uh, you got to play Amari Cooper. You got to play Michael Crabtree. Unless, unless you got some guys, unless you got a stacked lineup of wide receivers, then and you can afford to bench these guys, then you bench them. Otherwise, you got to play them. On the other side, now, Oakland, all the money they spent and all the, all, the, all the players they invested to get their defense up, up to snuff, they're 25th against the quarterback, 22nd against the running back, 22nd against, against the wide receiver, and 24th against the tight end. Bottom of the league in preventing fantasy points on all those positions. So what do you say about Trevor Simeon? Uh, you don't have a replacement other than, than, than grabbing Trevor Simeon, then you use him. Devontae Booker should have a very good game. And speaking of Devontae Booker, his backup, Capri Bibbs. You know, one of the main things that, I, that I, I like to say is that if you have a main back, you have a, a guy that's a dynamic back and in an in a, in a offense that uh, features the running back a lot, and Gary Kubiak likes to feature the running back a lot, then you grab his uh, handcuff. You gra- grab his backup. Um, I, he's a backup for a reason. I understand that. But sometimes a backup is just as good or, or can substitute just almost just as well as a main. And uh, you see C.J. Anderson went down. And Devontae Booker um, has, has gotten to take over. Now, Devontae Booker is the main guy. You grab Capri Bibbs. Put him on your lineup and hope for – Hopefully your your Devontae Booker uh, running back doesn't get hurt. But then you do have a re- replacement because you had the forethought to do that. Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas should be good plays in here. Um, that's, to me, that's really, in my opinion, a no-brainer, especially going against Oakland, even though it's in Oakland. Um, but Oakland doesn't play that well at home. They're one and two at home. They're undefeated on the road. So let's go to um, Monday night. And that would be the Buffalo Bills against the 
Seattle Seahawks. And uh, one key, the LaShawn McCoy is expected to play, uh, along with Marquise Goodwin. Uh, Thomas Rawls on the Seattle side is still out. He's he's close to coming back. Um, I would pick up Thomas Rawls if he's sitting out there for whatever reason, uh, because it looks like it may be a, a running back by committee, or even Thomas Rawls may take that job over. So I would take and pick up Thomas Rawls if I was you. Um, as we get closer to, it looks like, um, that, uh, LaShawn McCoy is, is going to play. And if he plays, you got to play him. I, I, I know, I know people that this is Seattle and they're playing in Seattle. I understand that, but Seattle, um, they're, Six against the quarterback, six against the running back, ninth against the wide receiver, and six against the tight end. But they can be run on. Seattle can be run on. And if it's uh, LaShawn McCoy, they also use him in the passing game. And you have to understand that Tyrod Taylor is a runner too. So uh, most guys that – have a mobile quarterback that can be a running quarterback. Their running back uh, has an easier time because two du- you got dual threats and you got uh, um, two options in the back that can run the football. So I like LaShawn McCoy. If he's healthy and and, and it's a go for him on on sun, uh, Monday, you play him. Without a shadow of doubt, you play him. And that's probably the only player on Seattle that I would play with confidence. Now, because I can't see against Seattle being able to do anything else. On the other side, Buffalo is eighth against the quarterback, 16th against the running back, 16th against the wide receiver, and eighth against the tight end position. You know, a lot of people are calling for Russell Wilson to be dropped I have a hard time dropping Russell Wilson, but I can understand it because he, he's hindered, and he has been playing, as we saw last year, uh, of Russell Wilson. So I can understand why you would want to – but I don't think Russell Wilson is a good player. I, I, I don't, definitely don't think Russell Wilson is a good player, um, and I wouldn't play him. You may have to because you may not have other, any other options – or any better options, so you play him. CJ Procise is going to get more involved in the passing game, um, and uh, he could be a, a, a decent flex play here, but you play Christine Michael. They want to run the football first and foremost, and with the passing game being suspect, uh, they're going to try to run the football and use their running backs more than they're going to use their wide receivers. If I had somebody in the passing game I wanted to use, uh, quite naturally, a tight end is Jimmy Graham. Uh, like I said, uh, Buffalo is uh, sixth, eighth against the tight end position, but I think a big tight end like Jimmy Graham is going to be used with, for Russell Wilson. And uh, um, not so much <sighs> tough for me to play Doug Baldwin, but um, he may be a, a four or five wide receiver, or uh, if you may want to use him in a flex. All right, people, that's. And, and and I had told you to pick up Sammy Watkins and Percy Harvins. Percy Harvins, well, either one of these guys to pick him up. 
put them on your waiver wire. Um, Sammy Watkins for for the future and, and Percy Harvins because you never know what I mean. Percy Harvin may be totally healthy now for whatever amount of time it is, but he may be totally healthy now. It's going to be used sparingly, but they need help in that passing game, Buffalo. Um, and you don't know how much they're going to be using him. I can't believe they're going to be using him that much. Um, but it, it, you never know. You may catch, catch lightning in the bottle. With that being said, I appreciate you uh, listening to me and putting up with me for the last hour and 15, 20 minutes. Um, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy your fantasy for today and, and what's left up uh, on Monday night for tomorrow. If you have somebody running in tomorrow, um, I'm going to be here same time, same bat place as uh, I was t- uh, this uh, today, which was the um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tune in 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Thursday night where the FSP crew show will be talking about the, the past week in sports. Uh, 1 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on a Saturday where FSP, uh, Victor Gardner, and I will be talking um, uh, about the week and in sports. And quite naturally, like I said, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on every Sunday talking about fantasy uh, week 10 next week. Enjoy the week. Enjoy the football. See ya. Nothing can stop me. I'm a-